And welcome back, everybody. We're talking to San Diego CEOs and business leaders. And today we've got another great guest. We've got Choose Fitness CEO Corey Brightwell with us today. Corey, how are you? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us uh, this morning. And um, I know it, the company's based right here in San Diego. Uh, are you from San Diego? Did you did you grow up here? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I, I ended up out in Southern California for college and never never looked back. I grew up in uh, New Mexico and Texas, so uh, Southwest, but uh, California sunk its teeth in after college and uh, San Diego. It's been almost 17 years now that I've lived here, so I consider myself a local at this point. Yeah, I would say so. 17 years. Um, I think I, I grew up here, but if you've been here 17 years, you'll get the uh, the honorary native badge, I think. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so tell me how the company got started. I, I've heard a little bit about the story. I know you had some some family in, in the restaurant business. Um, how did Choose Fitness come about? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I grew up um, with my father and godfather. Uh, started a restaurant concept in the, in the southwest United States back in 1978. Houston, Texas. It was called Super Salad and was really focused on value and customer service. And it was one of the first salad bar buffet style concepts out there, very similar to Soup Plantation, which actually launched in 1978 out in California. Hmm. And uh, they were able to grow that uh, concept to 50 units or so and sell it in 1995. They grew it throughout the Southwest United States. So Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Texas, and that's what I grew up watching and experiencing as it related to hospitality and an extreme focus on the customer experience and really a value proposition that the customer would feel is unbeatable in a particular trade trade area or a market. So that's really what um, you know. my mentors, my father and godfather have experience in and what I grew up watching along with my godbrother who is our chief operating officer and when we uh, were a couple years out, I was a couple years out of college in 2006, 2007. My godbrother had just finished a five-year stint in the Marines, and we were making our way through life in San Diego. I was working for a capital management firm down here in, in downtown San Diego, and he was working at Islands Restaurants. And they um, reached out and said, hey, y'all want to put a team together and, and do some sort of restaurant venture again and see if we can you know, do something fun and, and be successful here. And we said, heck yes, let's, let's do it. <clears throat> Naturally, we, we focused on restaurants and on hospitality and really couldn't get anything across the finish line back in 2006, 2007, the economy was quote unquote good. Right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so there was uh, a lot of uh, elevated or inflated value that ownership was wanting for smaller concepts that we were wanting to buy and then grow as a team and just couldn't get anything across the finish line and then had a, a good friend mention fitness to us and said, have you guys looked at the fitness industry and said, no, have, have no experience really, what do you got? And they they mentioned a, a brand called Planet Fitness that was you know doing really well out on the East Coast and uh, it had this value proposition, value element to it. 
that um, we, we, we would like potentially. And so we went and looked at that model and, and really appreciated it and liked how simplistic it was and the value proposition that it offered to the customers. And we, what really helped us decide to move forward in the fitness industry was we toured all of the competition in the San Diego market. And this was back in 2006, 2007. And you would walk into the gym and you probably don't get greeted. And then you tell them you're here to get some information after you feel like you're inconveniencing them. And they sit you down and have you wait for a salesperson. And then finally a salesperson comes out, takes you into their cubicle and starts asking you about your goals and making you feel bad about why you haven't accomplished those fitness goals yet. And uh, briefly starts talking through the memberships and even tries to sell you personal training before you've even bought a membership. And you finally say, hey, I just I just want a tour here. Can I get a tour of the gym? So they, they give you a tour. Uh, you walk around, the equipment's broken, the air conditioning's not working, uh, there's, you know, paper towels all over the floor, you go into the locker rooms, you don't really want to touch anything, it's it's kind of gross in there. They take you back to their cubicle and they put you through a meat grinder and try to extract as much money as they can out of you that day and wheeling and dealing and say, if you sign up today, I'll give you this off and if you, you know, commit to this amount of time, I'll give you this off and anyway, we walked out of there and walked away from our competitive analysis thinking, holy cow, there's a huge opportunity here. No one in this industry is focused on the customer. Nobody is focused on the member experience and hospitality. And with our background in restaurants and in, you know, with an extreme focus on that hospitality, we felt like we could apply that to this industry and use that high value, low price model that really was started by Planet Fitness as our vehicle and that's what we did. We, we opened our first choose location in Carlsbad, California in 2008 and really focused on, you know, offering the basic amenities in a 16,000 square foot box with cardio, free weights, strength equipment and a few spa amenities like massage chairs. And um, we, we even offered tanning at the time. And so we we really just wanted to be the best at how clean our clubs were and how nice our staff were. We want to ensure that when you walk through our doors, our facilities feel like a second home to you. We know your name, kind of like cheers, and make sure that it's a, you know, it's it's a differentiator between us and everybody else out there offering, you know, great deals for for gym memberships and similar amenity packages and you know, happy to say since day 1 back in 2008, um, we have created that differentiation through our hospitality uh, and we've kept it. And I'm also happy to say the industry has come a long way from what I just described to you. We our, our competition has gotten much better, which is good overall. I think it's 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 great that our industry has really listened to the consumer and adjusted the approach uh, from that old style used car sales approach and you know has upped their game in terms of facility build outs and cleanliness and really just um, ensuring that you know as an industry we're, we're seen in a better light and I, we've come a long way we still have a long way to go but um, I'd like to say that choose is a leader within the industry on those specific elements and so here we are yeah so uh, yeah. you're you're kicking around the idea uh, you know, back in 2006, seven of starting another restaurant. And it's really the opportunity that you 
you guys see as, as a way to jump into this uh, new industry. But how do tell me about some of those conversations that you're having with your partners, because that's that's a big step. And there's some you know, definitely some some fear there. Hey, do we do we jump into this? And uh, I know a lot of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs struggle with that. So tell me about kind of your thought process as you were getting into that. Well, as I mentioned, we were struggling to get any restaurant deals across the finish line. That's where our mentors expertise was and made most the most sense to focus on. But when we when we found out about these this fitness concept and this opportunity in the industry and our love, you know, most most of us all all of the co-founders involved our entire lives we've been involved in sports or some sort of physical activity. And so um, the appeal of the industry to be able to go in and serve communities in a way that is promoting health and promoting better lifestyles and longer living, um, happier lifestyles, it, it was it was pretty, pretty interesting and pretty exciting to think about. And then especially when you looked at the void of hospitality within the industry and again that was that was where we saw the huge opportunity was wow we can we can still be a hospitality company we're just going to use fitness as our vehicle and nobody's doing that and we know we can do it really well so let's let's commit to that and that's what we've done so and i've, I've heard you say that a few times in our conversation about the hospitality and just the feeling that you get when you walk into the gym and you mentioned it early on, this is this is something that you learned through the family business and the restaurants? Absolutely. Yeah. Over the years, just watching um, my father and godfather execute in the restaurants. I think there's also an element of um, I love California and I'm I'm a Californian at this point. There are parts of Texas that I still love and appreciate, though. And in the Texas hospitality element is certainly at play. And, uh, you know, when they started their restaurant business, it was in Texas and they grew it substantially throughout the Texas market and, um, you know, created that initial foundation of hospitality really off of Texas hospitality, kindness and, and manners, and, uh, you know, treating everybody with love and respect, no matter what walk of life they're coming from. Yeah, no, absolutely. On the website, it's got bigger, nicer, cleaner, I think friendlier, uh, which is great. Tell me about the the bigger part. I, I think I had read early on that the, the company's gone through a little bit of a change or pivot on the size of the gym space. Absolutely. So we, we started with our prototype focused on 15 to 20,000 square feet of, of a box and really basic amenities. And the amenities I mentioned earlier, the cardio, the strength, a little bit of free weights, no bells and whistles. And that's really how a lot of these high value, low price gym operators are able to charge $10 a month because they've stripped out a lot of the more brain damage type amenities to operate and, um, you know, the more costly amenities to operate like pools, jacuzzi, steam rooms, saunas, kids clubs, group exercise studios, team training studios. Well, we got to a place after we had built 10 to 12 of the, what we call the smaller prototypes, um, 15 to 20,000 square feet. And we felt like that particular niche, that particular space was getting pretty saturated. There were a lot of players that were offering the same amenity package for the same price. Now we knew that we were gonna still continue to differentiate through cleanliness and customer service, but we wanted 
the value proposition to be differentiated. And we want it to, to be really apples and oranges when you look at what you get for $10 at Choose and what you get for $10 at the other guys. And so we decided to grow our box, our footprint back up to the 35 to 40,000 square foot range and um, add in all of those brain damage amenities that I was talking about. <laughs> Pools, jacuzzi, steam room, saunas, kids clubs, all the things that we had never operated before and um, wanted to keep the price point the same <clears throat> to really just make the, the value proposition a banana's value so that when somebody walks through the door and you welcome them and uh, you know give them a nice, friendly, warm tour around the facility, you show them the premium finishes and build out and the amenities they're getting and then you slap a price point down in front of them that is $10 or $20 or $40, depending on the tier that they go for, it's it's a no-brainer and um and so that's what we did we converted we evolved the model to this what we call you know high value low price 2.0 model in um, our 13th location in garden grove california and it was a it was huge success uh, the community loved it the the value that they were getting for their ten dollars a month was nothing they'd ever experienced and we knew that that prototype or some version of that was really our future and the growth of the company moving forward. And since then, now we have 31 locations, pretty much all locations since our 13th have been that big box 2.0 model. I see. So just like all businesses, you're creating a massive value there. Um, can you, you know, with, with a full amenity package like that in the gyms, what would be your target market of, of people? Would you say the is nice it, thing? Oh, go ahead. I would say, is it is it um, you know everybody who who needs to work out, or is there really just kind of a, a core audience that you're trying to to focus on? We'd like to think that it's everybody, and on some level, it is. Uh, I think we yeah. we do a great job of creating a culture and an atmosphere that everyone does feel welcome, and because of the immense amenity package and all the different ways to get your workout on or exercise within our facility, it appeals to a, a broad population. Um, for the business model itself, we generally can't go into super high income areas just because of the business model and being able to afford higher rents, you know, it wouldn't pencil the same to, to offer $10 a month membership. So we, we do resonate really well in lower to middle income areas. However, there's plenty of, we, we do have plenty of locations that are middle, middle to upper, but um, going into some of these underserved communities where really they, they don't have access to facilities like a choose where they're paying 10 bucks a month for really a premium, a premium product. And you go in and it, it really becomes the country club of that community. And it's, where they can go and, and, and stay focused on their, their fitness and their health and physical health, mental health, and connect with, with others in their communities and connect with the Choose family that is there to help them along their journey. So um, I would say that overall, we're, we're, we, we definitely, again, resonate with the lower to middle income neighborhoods and communities. However, we're fairly income agnostic as it, as it relates to the value proposition we offer. I mean, everyone likes good value, no matter if you're in a high income area or a low income area. And so we do, we do work well in, in certain scenarios where we're able to find real estate in middle to upper income areas also. 
So, uh, of course, the past year and a half has been difficult for a lot of different kinds of companies because of the pandemic. And I know uh, that some of the gyms in town and, and all over the country have, have had some trouble. How has the pandemic affected your business and, and what are you doing to work through that? Yeah, it's been a rough uh, 16 to 18 months, but, um, you know, especially for the industry, I think what's been great to see is our industry has come together more than it ever has in the past. Um, I've created some really great relationships with competitors now that, and we've realized the need for, for having a true voice and advocacy to support our industry moving forward as we navigate black swan events like a pandemic or um, really just anything that could be potentially harmful for our industry, legislation, whatever it might be. So that's been great to see the collaboration and um, in the, the you know best practice sharing to help us all kind of survive and navigate this challenging time. Um, fortunately, you know, my team's ability to be agile and pivot in the last 16, 18 months really got us to where we are today, which was we didn't just survive, but we thrived through the pandemic. I mean, we certainly took a hit and are digging out of a hole, but um, it's not a hole that we can't get out of. And, you know, we're getting close to being out of it. And so um, fortunately, because we, we had a pretty agile team during shutdowns and lockdowns in California, we we created outdoor gyms. We moved everything outside and, and my development team put up huge banquet style tents with warehouse lighting and fencing around it and security. And then we put all the equipment in there and put out turf and rubber and it was the best parking lot gyms you've ever seen. And that really allowed us to survive um, those really challenging times when we weren't technically allowed to be in, uh, open in, inside, you know? And so that, that was a huge reason we were able to uh, make it through the way we did unscathed or we didn't have to close any locations permanently. Sadly, the industry has lost in California about 36% uh, from permanent closures, which is terrible. And a lot of those are smaller mom and pop um, operators who have spent their you know 401k money to, to run a, a small studio and now they're gone. So it's really sad and we're hoping, hoping to, you know, bounce back and start that recovery process sooner than later. Yeah. So uh, what does that look like now as we, you know, like you said, hopefully we're bouncing back here. We're not going to have any more uh, troubles or we're getting our way out of it. <clears throat> I know you've got well, 30 plus locations uh, throughout the Southwest. Um, are you going to continue to grow and, and scale? Yeah. So we had about 10 locations we were planning on opening in 2020. Obviously that didn't happen. We have already opened one location this year that's doing really well in Southern California, and we plan to open eight to 10 more in 2022. Now, I'm not uh, naive to the fact that we're not out of this yet. There's still some some headwinds, uh, not just the COVID headwinds. You've got the, the labor market that's pretty challenging for all businesses right now. Yep. You've got the supply chain and the inflationary environment that everybody's dealing with too. So. It's not the it's not just COVID that's a headwind right now, but, you know, I'm hopeful that we having been through the last 16, 18 months, we have a playbook for whatever's thrown at us and we'll be able to to get through it. It might not be pretty, but we'll do it and, and make it happen. And I'm excited to get into 2022 with these eight to 10 new club openings, getting back onto a growth trajectory for the next, you know, hopefully five to 10 years to take the choose brand. Um, you know, to other markets and, and new communities.
Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Are you? I know you're in the Southwest and, and heavy in, in Southern California. Uh, do you plan to go back east or Midwest or you know anywhere else across the country? We're focused primarily on the Southwest right now. California is huge, as we all know. Uh, a lot of opportunity for us to work our way up through the Central Valley and even up into Sacramento. So uh, that's a new market we're actually entering in 2022 is the Sacramento area, as well as some of the Central Valley markets. So really excited to take this Southern California brand to those parts of California. And then I think for 2023, 2024, we will be looking for another state, whether it's you know, contiguous or not, probably going to be, you know, in the Southwest, but we're open to finding, you know, the right fit for the next expansion market. And Corey, last question, is there anything that you do or maybe your team does on a daily or weekly basis to kind of, you know, keep the, keep the vision together and keep focused? I don't know if it's meditation or if it's just a weekly meeting or anything that you can share. It's a, plethora of items you know there's not there's not one thing or one solution to helping the team get through a really interesting time and i think we had a company meeting yesterday and our coo really focused on this state that we're all in is is and defining it as languishing we're all kind of languishing right now mm. uh, and we're, we're lacking a little bit of that original drive and umph and um, he did a really great job of of reminding us, you know, that we're all in this for the same reason, and that's to to impact people, and really affect the communities that we serve in a positive manner. And and whether we do that because we offer great fitness amenities or we offer amazing kindness when they walk through the door, and we not only welcome them but we embrace them as part of our family and part of our our community, that's going to help help us as a, as a, as humankind get through this really weird time where everyone's just kind of like, what am I doing? You know, this is, this is, we're not out of this pandemic, but we're not in it. Um, you know, I'm, and I'm a little bit kind of just floating out here in space and not sure exactly what, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think we're all missing that flow that we once had either pre pandemic or even during the heart of the pandemic, the flow during the heart of the pandemic was survival. Now it's kind of like, okay, we survived what's next. And uh, so, yeah, we're trying to get that flow back and that flow for choose is really focused on, on the people and um, embracing our, our teams internally and embracing our members who are, who are giving us their business and the communities where we operate. Corey, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it and um, continued success as you uh, continue to grow. I appreciate it, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Talk to you real soon. Thanks, Corey. Take care. Thank you.